This is Rowie's Sports Show. Stephen Rowe and Lee Forrest. Seven minutes after five, Big Hour on the way. We'll speak to Marco Bello very shortly. Crow's assistant, Big Charlie Dixon, will be here. And Terry McAuliffe to pick your winner or two for the weekend. But thanks to Jarvis Toyota, Mark Bickley is here. You can rediscover the road in the all-new Toyota Land Cruiser 300 at Jarvis Toyota, South Road, Play Valley Park. Number 26, the captain, Mark Bickley. The Skiffs. Mark Bickley. Bix, welcome. Good afternoon. Terry McAuliffe, by the way, hosted the uh, the Carbine Club luncheon down at Moorfield Racecourse today. Glenn mm. Boss was the uh, the guest speaker and was outstanding. Yeah, I've heard very, that. Very, very good. I was uh, very fortunate to be the guest of uh, McGain Real Estate, their table oh. there with the boys and uh, and Zoe, of course. So thank you to those guys well and yeah, great team. Make-A-Wish was the charity they for were. the lottery. So I Raised, hope you made uh, 10 or 13. Uh, I think they made 12900 yes. I think it was. That Carbine Club, God bless them, mm. they give us that each year. Very, that is yeah. great money and for Make-A-Wish. And it was a good fun day. Yeah, I was meant to go with Nick Carasaurus from Harvey Norman, but Bix, I'm in here working That's away Some of us while to... you're having... Well, I'm supporting... Is that red lips or... No, no, no. no. you're a white wine drinker, aren't you? No, I was having a, uh, a mid-strength beer. How's you that? are so <laughs> professional, Bix. <laughs> Phil Thorpe and Murphy are back in. What do you think? Yeah, look, I, look, I guess uh, I, I was in the camp saying Elliot Himmelberg probably needed a spell. I just felt his form had dropped away and he looked like he's sort of bereft of confidence. He wasn't impacting the game either in the ruck or up forward. But it, it was always a conundrum because you bring Riley Philthorpe back in, but he hasn't played a game of football for three weeks. Mm. And and it it does speak a little bit to the integrity of selection when, you know, at the start of the year when the Sample form team was in good form and they said, oh, Jackson Hately, he's got to play. He's played four or five good games and you need to play good footy to get Rewarded back in. Rewarded him. Rewarded him, but <laughs> it's hard, isn't it, when you've got to drop blokes out, but you haven't got blokes mm. ready to come in, basically. Yeah. And and we saw that a little bit with Darcy Fogarty last week. Fogarty came into the side after, I think he kicked six goals in four games at Sample mm. level, and you probably wanted to see a little bit more than that. And that didn't really translate into great form. So it's a bit of a conundrum. You want Himmelberg to come out and you want to put someone in, but you ask yourself the question, are you giving... Riley Philthorpe, the best chance of having success if he comes in not having mm. played for for three weeks. And yeah. he'd probably play on Dougal Howard. Dougal Howard's a really good defender. So then he, let's say he's a bit scratchy because he hasn't played much and he doesn't play very well. What does that do for his confidence? Yeah. But pretty much at the moment, I think they've just got to put him in there and say, we're going to play you the for, the, for the next four or five weeks. And we expect that maybe you might be a bit scratchy this week, but mm. uh, we just hope you're going to get better week in, week out. Five on debut is all. Yeah, that might be a good one you put to Marco Bello. The other one, if I have a look at St Kilda's strengths, and King certainly is that, their ruck, marshal and rider rotate through the forward line. No buts. Mm. Yeah. No I, buts. I think I, I agree with this decision. Like, he's been in for want of a better term, isolation or lockdown for it's the last tomorrow morning. seven days. So if you've been indoors, you know, I think someone suggested he got a treadmill delivered to his house, yeah. so he's running on the treadmill. Mm. But if you haven't kicked the footy, you haven't, you know, you really haven't done any sort of yes. competitive work or anything mm. at all outside. I just, I think it's a, a bit of a stretch that you, you could expect to come in and play a really good game of footy against one of the best forwards in the game. But what it does do then is it just shows or leaves a bit of a glaring hole. Mm. And I was a bit surprised they didn't, recall uh, Billy, Billy Frampton. Frampton. Yeah, so King's 202 centimetres, Frampton's over 200 centimetres. That makes sense to me, even though Frampton had gone out, hadn't played a game, so, you know, it hadn't really improved. But mm. the alternative is is you pretty much keep your defence how it is and you have um, Nick Murray 
play mm. as the the number one defender on Ben King or Max King, I should say. Murray's, <laughs> Who is a gun? You know, he's an absolute gun. He's yeah. he's kicked bags of four, and I, I can I remember seeing two or three games where he's actually been the difference been against Fremantle. Kicked four mm. goals in the third. He did it a late in the in another game as well. Um, and so he's their their absolute pivot, their focal point. And Nick Murray's played 13 games and he's 194 and he's up against Max King who's 202. Nick Murray would have never played as the number one key defender in a game of AFL footy. Mm. And then if it doesn't work, so you say, okay, let's say that Nick Murray, you know, King gets a hold of him. What do we do next? Then it's Tom Duday. Mm. And, and Tom's 190. Well, let's tops. say he's 190. <laughs> he's listed as 187. But he's, let's say he's 190. Yeah. Same sort of thing. Tom's your, your third yeah. intercept. Come, come in defender, maybe at a pinch he can play as a second tour, but he's not your number mm. one key defender on your big, big, uh, sort of brute of a forward, which, which Max King is. So that is an area Adelaide just can't afford to let St. Kilda have any delivery. Once again, without being too negative, you flip it around the other end and it looks exactly the same for St. Kilda. They mm. don't have a matchup for Taylor Walker. I suspect that, uh, Dougal Howard will play on Philthorpe, that sort of height matchup. So it's probably going to be Wilkie most likely, or Josh Battle. Now, that mm. looks like a great matchup yep. for Adelaide. So then it comes down to who gets the, the lion's share of the midfield and who can create better opportunities mm. for those forwards that look to have a bit of an advantage. And Jack Steele, their best player, is out of that midfield, which is one. I, I thought it was just a perfect night, um, time or game, to have played Terek Newchurch. I think Nixie's got to get to a point where... He's looking to the future and he's picking for the future. Mm. And I guess bringing Riley Thilthorpe back is certainly that. I think the lad's ready. It's the Sir Doug Nichols round. He plays mm. alongside Tex. It's a win-win-win. Mm. Well, uh, I've seen, I think, probably th- three of the last maybe five Sandville games and there's been glimpses there. Yeah. So... You still don't reckon he's ready? Well, it's not that. It's... It's it. That's a small sample size, okay. isn't it? Three out of five games, and the last one I saw for about a half. And there is some things there, but guess what? Matthew Nix and Nathan Van Berlo and James Riley and Mickey mm. Godden, they see every minute. They every see minute, every training yeah. session. They see everything. And I, and I promise you, the good news is he's close. Well, but yeah. they would they would want nothing more mm. than than to inject a six foot one, uh, skillful, lightning quick, lightning quick bloke. Who can do the freakish thing? Mm. Do you reckon they don't? They're not screaming out for that. Well, do it. Well, but the fact is, he clearly is not ready to be. At so the you're saying physically ready? Well, I don't or, know. What I'm saying. What I'm ready. saying is, everyone at the Adelaide Football Club is screaming out for that player. If you've got a mm. player that's got some of those attributes and you're still not playing him, it, it would suggest he's got still got some deficiencies. Well, I'll tell you what they are. He's defensively deficient. But see, I think that's where Nixie and the collective group. Are putting a higher priority on that than they need to. Let's have a look at him. He can he can fix that. Offensively, he's exactly what they need. Let's have a look at it. Mm. Oh well, I, I, I just because he can't tackle or chase, he can, but he doesn't do it to the level. Mm. Well, there's a couple of people in that team that don't do it to the level, and one of them is Jimmy. Yeah. Well, I I just like they I said, put too much of a priority on that. But they've picked four small forwards, haven't they? And mm. they're still so he's. He's not in the top four at a footy club, which is unusual. Yeah, and okay. and I just think there must. Let's say, for example, they've been asking him to work on something, and it just is he's not quite. He, he hasn't been able to work on that area of the game. Then so, that you can't reward that. Yeah, I, I, so I, I get that. all I'm saying is I'm surprised. Uh, he looks yeah. to have some AFL attributes, and I know the club would love him to play. So the fact that he's not would suggest there's okay. other things that might Fair be cool. there. Fair cool. Where's Miller at, and where's Crouch at? Yeah. Well, 
it's, you know, Wayne Miller was a surprising one because they were really keen to get him into the side for round one and he did look really rusty there. Uh, and, you know, then they said, well, we'll get him back. That's nine weeks ago. Get him back in the good form in the sample <laughs> and, and get him moving yeah. and getting confidence in that, in the, the leg and all that mm. sort of stuff. But it just, it really hasn't happened. And he looks, he looks really classy when he gets the ball at Sandful level, but he just not mm. doesn't seem to be getting it often enough. And um, yeah, and, and and it's a, a bit mystifying actually. So once again, is the is his movement as good as what mm. it, it it would like to be? Is he is he moving freely, um, or is he just simply two years out of the games, just taking a little bit longer to to catch up? So they wouldn't be. That's not ideal because no. he once again he's a classy. Good ball user by foot. He can play half-back, wing, half-forward. He gives mm. you versatility. So they would love to have him there. But his form hasn't warranted coming okay. into the side. Matt Crouch played one game. Um, I, I'm certain they would have said, go back, try and be more penetrating, try and work on some of the areas of the game in terms of hurting the opposition more. Now, he went back and had 36 possessions, but he had 24 handballs mm. again. So, yeah. so they probably want to see more of the areas that, they want improvement at AFL level. So I would think they would say, start moving, start mm. getting the ball, start running more. Use your start, legs. Yeah, start kicking the ball, you know, the length of the field as opposed to handballing to a bloke who's a metre away from you or mm. some of those guys. Start running and, and when you do handball, put blokes out into space so they can then run and use the footy, all those things that then hurt mm. the opposition. So uh, that's probably why he hasn't come yep. back in. I, once again, that's, that's just looking mm. from the outside. Take all that up with Marco Bello. The other big game, Port Adelaide take on Geelong in Geelong. A hard place to win. I've called it all week, a line in the sand type of game. They win this, they come back on the plane, they're 5-5. Five and five. They'll make the eight. It's that important a game. Mm. Where do you sit with it? I, I heard um, Tyson Goldsack and he, he summed it up pretty well and said, they're all important. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they're all worth four <laughs> points. You know, if you lose this week, then win the next that's two. That's true. That's the same as winning yeah. this week and losing the next week and then winning the week after. Five and right? five is better than four and six. Yeah, of course. Of course it is. Well done. So, no, well no, done, no, Sherlock. Well, no, well, 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 it's a big book, <laughs> wow. I love your book. It's my favourite book, Vic. Yeah. But, but, but I'm trying to... I don't know what I'm trying You're to trying do. You're trying to build this game up. I, I am. And, and if I was... The coach, or I was a player, I would know how crucial this four points is. Now, no four points is more crucial, but mm. this week's game, they beat Geelong and Geelong, because most people would say, ah, oh, you can't do that, but you do that. The ledge is square. Mm. It just, it just, then you go into the bye, you got Essendon, you're six and five. I think the confidence is there. That you, uh, four points can mean a yeah, lot. Yeah, look, I think that that's... All right, this four points means eight. Yeah, I've said it. You've got it out of me. Eight-point game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's more to the point what you said. If you go away yeah. and you win a game at Geelong, well, the last time yeah, they won was games. 2007. Seven. Yeah, so it's a long time. We got 15 years. So that, John Cassisi goal. So that more sort of feeds into the belief side of it. But I think what, what we've come to see is, and, I'm, and I've lived through this, I think it might have been 2010, 10 mm-hmm. or maybe 11 coaching in Adelaide. We expected to go really well, lost the first five games. What then happens is, um, is there's no room for error. No. And so, as Tyson said, winning your first game was bloody important. Then, mm. then you were, you know, then you win two or three and then winning the fourth ones, you know, going to mm. Tassie and getting that job done is important. So this week is just important. Yeah. And guess what? If we, if Port, when I say, I shouldn't say we, should I? If Port beat Geelong, they have a week off. 
everyone will be saying, oh, this is a banana skin. I can't afford yeah, to drop yeah, a game yeah, against <laughs> Essendon. And then it's like, oh, they've got to be six. Like yeah. every game, and that's what footy, that's what AFL footy is. It is mm. just relentless. And if you're off by a, a small margin, uh, and it doesn't matter who you play, you can lose. Mm. So, Are you tipping them? No, tip Geelong. You tip Geelong? Mm. Tip the Crows? No. Oh, yes. Well, how could you? What do you mean? Well, how could you tip Adelaide? Really? I think if the Crows play four quarters of the footy they played in the first half, they'll beat St Kilda. Steel's a big out for them. Mm, of course, but... And I think Riley Philthorpe will kick five. You two can take that up in the break because we're going to get to <laughs> well, Marco okay, Bello from what, what, the what, Adelaide if, Crows. If the Crows play their best and St Kilda play their best, who wins? Right up there. Probably St Kilda. 